All right, let's pray, guys. Father God, I love you. I thank you for today, Lord. I thank you for uh, your word. Uh, it's it's truth in our lives, uh, even in uh, situations where uh, things in life get hard and uh, we don't completely understand why, Lord. We do know that um, we can find truth uh, in your word. We can really rest in your word. And even in the seasons of life where it seems like we're just running and we're, the, the world is just passing us by, we're so busy. And, uh, Lord, we can take... 10 minutes and, and really just sit down and, and have peace with you uh, in your word. And I do just thank you for that, Lord, and seasons of life that are like that. And so, Lord, I do pray that as we begin to uh, start to transition uh, where we're headed in Passpoint uh, over the next uh, quite a while, Lord, I pray you just uh, give us uh, direction, that you would uh, give me uh, the, the words to speak, Lord, and uh, I pray that you would just uh, get the honor and the glory uh, for all the things that, that we do today. I pray you just bless your word as we jump into it today and that you do... Uh, uh, just really um, take everything that we do uh, and allow us to do it for you. So I pray this all in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, so I was actually this morning even uh, contemplating, you know, we've been talking for the last several weeks about planning, right? And so if you're like, oh my gosh, not again, you know, we're not, we're done. We finished that last week, go back and listen to it. Uh, it was really good stuff. It was good for me. It was good for a lot of people. I actually heard some good feedback um, from y'all on that. And so uh, we're, we're kind of moving on from that though. But with that... Um, I've been doing some, you know, future planning, obviously, and uh, I'm not Pastor Brian, right? I don't have a 49-year plan. I struggle to know, which, praise the Lord, man. Praise the Lord we have a pastor that, that does plan, right? Because um, I've seen uh, the uh, effects of uh, being around someone who doesn't plan, and you're just flying by the seat of your pants, and sometimes that just doesn't. It doesn't work, and it makes other people struggle. So praise the Lord, we do have something like that. I don't have that. I I, I struggle to make sure I I, I force myself to be okay. What's what's the next year going to hold? And so Paige and I have been talking. We're doing all these things, and I was actually thinking this morning. I'm like, okay, I kind of have a vision of where we might be going, not might be where we are going. Hopefully, y'all are along for the ride. Um, and some good reasoning behind it. And so, uh, if you have your Bibles, open up to uh, Joshua chapter. Um, Seven, right? So that's where we're at, and we'll get there here in a minute. But this is actually going to be a really good chapter. Uh, so I'm going to end the book of Joshua when we finish chapter seven. Not because the book is over, but because it kind of gets uh, monotonous after this, and uh, we, you know, start to hear about okay, this is what this tribe got, this is what this tribe got, and uh, the stuff that I really wanted to to get out of Joshua with the blessings and obedience. I think we've we've got most of it, and so. But chapter seven is going to be a really good springboard into where we're headed. And so I was thinking this morning again of where we, when would be a good time to kind of just download all this? Because I want you guys to know, we, if you go back and listen to some of the stuff on planning, you know, it's one thing to <clears throat> have a plan, get a plan from God. It's one thing to, you know, sit down, uh, make sure it's God's plan, sit down with your leaders, right? And, you know, the people who help uh, orchestrate things, make sure they know about it. But then one of the other points in that was what? Make sure the people know where we're going. And so it does no good to, you know, veil the people and be like, just follow me as blind sheep. I want you guys to know where we're headed and the things that I feel like God is maybe leading us to do this year. And uh, the fact that, you know, the room is pretty much full is maybe God's way of saying, hey, today's as good a day as any to, you know, just kind of download where we might be headed. And so I'm going to take just a few minutes and do that, and then we'll jump into this. And so, uh, I like you guys to know kind of kind of where we're going. So we're going to finish up Joshua, and uh, we're going to transition to the book of First Corinthians. And so before anybody freaks out, because somebody tell me just off the top of your head, what is the book of First Corinthians about? It's about a completely uh, carnal church. They are totally like tripping over themselves. They can't get anything right. It's like everything they do is either in sin or they're so full of themselves. And so. 
right off the bat, I want you to know, I don't think that's where we're at. Like, not even a little bit. I actually think Passpoint is uh, thriving. I think the Word of God's getting where it needs to go. I think relationships are really being built uh, from from the ground up. And so I, I think things are really well. But what happens, like, say... I mean, so tomorrow's Valentine's Day, guys. If you didn't know that, you're welcome. Um, so uh, what happens in your marriage, uh, guys, if you don't ever do any maintenance on it, right? If you don't ever like, hey, things are good. Why do I have to mess with it? What happens with your car if like it's running good? What, what happens if you don't ever do anything with it, right? Uh, what, what happens? It, it just falls apart. Ask Brian. Like if you don't ever... It's not Brian's fault, but that's Brian. You you end up in the parking lot of the gas station right in the middle, like with your truck completely dead. It can't go nowhere, right? Sometimes the maintenance has got to be done. No, that wasn't your fault. But I just meant like in general, like if you don't ever do any maintenance. And so as I was praying about Passpoint moving forward, where we're headed, right, over the next year plus, like where do we need to be? And I... I don't think anybody is in sin. I'm not teaching through 1 Corinthians because I think somebody's just like, they need to hear this. Uh, but I want to make sure that we are... It's clear that you would never do that anyway. Well, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Obviously, I wouldn't. But I just want to make sure that like nobody's like, oh my gosh, is something going on? No, I don't, I don't know of anything that's, that's happening. I think everybody is really thriving right now, okay? Um, but with that... What is there always? Brian's actually said it like multiple times in the past couple weeks. There's always a calm before the storm. And I want to make sure that we uh, are gird up, uh, 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 gird up our minds, right? Our bodies are, are prepared uh, for what may be coming. Because I, I'm not lying, guys. The adversary is a punk, and he wants to mess up your lives. He wants to mess up your families. He wants to mess up your kids. And, like, you need to be ready for those things. And so it's good to kind of see those things and be like, oh, okay, I don't want to end up there. I don't want to end up in the place where Paul's like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. That was really dumb, right? And so it's better to hear it beforehand than than not. And so that's kind of where, and, and it was actually, you know, God's confirmation because I sat down with Paige and I'm like, I kind of feel like this is where we're going. And, and she was just like, that's really uh, interesting. And I was like, oh, this might be bad because sometimes when Paige says that's really interesting, I'm like, Sometimes she's like, I don't think that's right at all. No, she never does that. But uh, she's like, that's really interesting. And I'm like, oh, okay, what's she going to say? And she's like, well, you know, God was kind of leading me. Like, we just need to be back to the basics. Make sure that we're doing the fundamentals well, right? No matter what it is. Like, if you're uh, a baseball player, if if you're in any sport, what is... You know, it's blocking and tackling. It's the basics. You got to do the basic things well, or you're not playing on Sunday night, right? Because you don't do the basics well, the the, the Super Bowl ain't for you, right? You, if you'd have just done the basics, you'd have been there. Some of you guys are picking up what I'm throwing now, man. You just got you got to get back to the basics. What? There's, there's not a Super Bowl in baseball. I know, but blocking and tackling, it's pitching and throwing, it's all the thing. It's the basic things, right? No matter. Yeah, anyway, so it's all the things. we got to make sure we're just doing the basics. And so with, with teaching through 1 Corinthians, there's a couple other things that uh, I, would, uh, I feel like God is leading me to do. I don't have a date on these things yet, and these things won't be on Sunday morning. But God has kind of like been like, hey, here's a couple things that I think might be wise. Because this class is, I hate to even call it this, because it's, it's really not this, but it's kind of been dubbed this, the young adult class. And so a lot of you guys would fall into that. Some of you guys are like me, and you're like, I'm not really so young anymore, but that's okay, because um, really it doesn't it doesn't really matter. We're not like I, I don't care who comes in here. I just want to teach the word. I want to have a good time doing it. I actually like the eclectic uh, age range that we have because you know there's a lot of wisdom in that. But with that, there's some basic things in life that I feel like 
it's my responsibility as your quote-unquote pastor, I don't love that title, but uh, to make sure that is at least available for you all. So at some point through this year, and I don't know whether it'll be, I don't, I don't, know, how, I don't know what it's going to look like. It won't be on Sunday mornings. Uh, I want to make a basic financial training available. And so... Uh, what's a budget look like? What does, you know, uh, you know, just basics, guys. I'm not like here to teach Dave Ramsey to you. You guys can read the books, but uh, sometimes I didn't know this. Like I was where you are at one point in my life, and I'm like, I wish somebody would just tell me the basics of this kind of stuff. And so, you know, what does some of that stuff look like? We're going to do that for uh, a few weeks, whether it's on a uh, an evening. I don't know what it's going to look like. I just know that God has like brought me back there over and over again. And then I know there's a marriage conference coming up, but uh, I also want to take a short season, maybe six weeks somewhere in that area, and teach through some marriage stuff, some basic uh, marriage principles. Uh, and so what that looks like, again, I don't know. I just know that God's been like, hey, this is this needs to happen. These are things that need to be available. If nobody shows up, I mean, that's whatever. I'm just doing what God's telling me to do. So those are a couple things we're going to be doing. Uh, one other thing, and I don't really don't know what this is going to look like, but Paige and I have been talking about maybe uh, a short time frame you know, I don't even know how many weeks, but maybe a uh, a ladies' uh, study, um, what that would look like. And obviously, this wouldn't go on forever. You know, we're not trying to interfere with the invest thing that we do here, but just something that's short, uh, you know, beginning to end and hit some impactful things. And so uh, Paige is still praying about what that looks like. But those are three things that uh, don't be surprised if you see happen throughout 2022 uh, with the Passpoint class and anybody else who would like it, but that's something that we've kind of been thinking about doing. And so uh, those are some of the things that where we're headed, okay? And so just so everybody knows, um, that's kind of what I'm thinking, you know. Um, I also have some things that, you know, I have some core people I'd like to talk to, and I have a a challenge for y'all, but that can be at a different time. But uh, with that, uh, Joshua chapter 7, right? So let's get to where we're going. So Joshua chapter 6, what just happened? I know we talked a lot about planning, but like what just happened? Uh, Joshua and his army just marched around the walls. And... Right, right. Jericho was Jericho was conquered, right? And it's a story that like most kids could teach you, right? They, they watched, they marched around the, the walls, they yelled really loud, and they fell down. And that's like the the core of what the book of Joshua is about. Joshua is about is victory and obedience. It's just like, what did God tell me to do? Any aspect in your life, what did God tell me to do? I'm just going to do that. And then what happens? Almost always, God blesses it. Almost always. And so that's been like the key of the book, but. Coming right off of that, coming right out of like the biggest victory, like they had the Red Sea parted for them. They had the Jordan River walled up so they could walk across. God has done some really amazing things, but for him to actually take down some people like he said he was going to, for him to like open up the promised land. I know they walked into the promised land, but like now that they're in there to actually see them not get defeated against like the first big city they came against, this was huge, right? But with... With God's blessing and obedience, there there needs to be another side of the coin. If one side of the coin is heads, the other side's not heads as well, right? So if there's a, if if there's blessing and obedience, there needs to be something that goes along with this, right? Because God is a what? He's a very just God, right? God's not just an all loving. Like this is what some of the churches down the road will tell you, like, oh, he'll just forgive it all. He will, but like if you're 
a son, like if you're a son of God, there needs to be what? There needs to be chastisement. Because if you're out there acting a fool, like I'm not going to allow you to do that over and over again before it's like, okay, something needs to happen here. Like we need to rectify the situation. So if there's going to be blessing obedience, there needs to be some sort of chastisement for disobedience. And so it's not a coincidence that as you roll into chapter 7, we see some of that. And so today I've got uh, five warning signs, kind of long, right? Five warning signs that your heart may be drifting from the Lord. And again, I don't think that anybody falls into this category. But I know there's times that like, I see some of these warning signs in my life and I'm like, oh, I need to take heed because if not, I'm going to end up where, where Achan was, right? So five warning signs that your heart may be drifting from the Lord. And so they just came out of Jericho, right? Huge victory. Wasn't even really a battle. If you were here last, last week, like there wasn't even really a fight. Like the walls fell down, they just went in and took it. It doesn't say anything in there about there was this massive battle, right? It was epic. It was like, no, they yelled and the people weren't even thinking there was going to be a battle because they were trusting in something they shouldn't have, a wall. You get into chapter 7. It's never, ever good. (laughs) It's never, ever good when the chapter starts with the word but, right? And so uh, I was going to title this something different today, but then I was like, I probably better not. But anyway, the chapter 7, but the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which was beside uh, Bethaven, on the east side of uh, Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai. It's like the next city that they would have to conquer as they're going through the land. They just took Jericho. Like, things are good. Joshua doesn't know about the sin thing. So he's like, hey, go check out the country. Verse 3, And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai, and make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but few. So they so there went up thither of the people about 3,000 men, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai smote of them about 30 and 6 men, for they chased them from the uh, from before the gate even to uh, Sheberim, and smote them in the going down, wherewith the hearts of the people melted and became as water. And Joshua ran his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until eventide. And he, uh, and he and the elders of Israel, and put dust upon their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we have been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan. O Lord, what shall I say when Israel turneth their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it, and shall uh, environ us around, and cut off our name from the earth. And what wilt thou do unto thy great name? Verse 10, and the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore thou liest upon thy face. Like, God's answer to this is just like, what in the world are you doing here, son? Like, what in the world? And so, that's kind of what we're going to go through today. And so, there's five warning signs here. They just came off this massive victory, and there's five warning signs that your heart might be drifting from the Lord, right? These guys, Joshua was on point with God. But guess what? Sometimes when when you just came off one of the biggest victories in your life, don't be surprised when... That's when you find yourself uh, at the most uh, vulnerable place for the adversary to attack, right? And so that's where we're at. And so the first warning sign you're going to find here in verse 1 is uh, you find yourself doing things that you know to be against God's word. 
right? You find yourself doing things you know to be against God's word. Now, obviously, this isn't rocket science, guys. Any of you could get up here and be like, hey, how do I know that I'm falling away from God? Well, is there sin in my life? Oh, that's a really good point, right? Why don't we start there? Back up to verse uh, chapter 6 in, uh, in verse 18. God has given instruction. He's told Joshua, hey, this is what we're going to do. You're going to march around the wall seven times. You're going to yell really loud. It's going to fall down. You're going to go take it, right? And this verse gets lost in the whole thing because there really is nothing said. No, nobody's really thinking about it. They're thinking about this awesome battle. Verse 18 and verse six, or ch- uh, chapter 6, verse 18, it says, And ye, in any wise, keep yourself from the accursed thing, lest you make yourselves accursed when you take the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. Right? God knew, hey, you guys are prone to wander, right? What's the Bible say about that? We sing, sing a hymn about that, right? Whether we like it or not, we're prone to wander. The devil knows what flavor of sin you like. And don't be surprised when he, you know, kind of dangles it out there. Don't be surprised. And so God's like, hey, here's just a warning sign in the middle of this great battle you're getting ready to go take care of, right? D- don't find yourself wandering, right? Don't find yourself looking where you ought not. Well, guess what? You find out in verse 1 of the next chapter, he says, but... The children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. Wait a minute. He just said not to do that, right? You want to know the first warning sign that you might be kind of drifting from where you ought to be? Like, we know mentally, like y'all in here, you know, like this is the things I need to be focused on. These are the, this is the way that I ought to be living my life. Now, am I doing them every day? Like, I know I ought to get up early and read every day. I know that I ought to do this and I ought to do that. Do I do it every day? Well, sometimes. The first warning sign that you can look at your life and be like, you know, am I, am I drifting? Because when you start to drift, you don't really realize something's going wrong. It's not until you're like, oh, now the wind's pushing me that like, there's too late for you to do anything. And so like the first warning sign that your heart is drifting is like, it, are you, do you find yourself doing things that you know God's like, yeah, that's probably not right. You know, and obviously I'm not saying you're out there taking of the accursed thing. I'm not saying you're out there, you know, committing fornication. I'm not saying you're out there, you know, doing the things that are just egregious. I'm talking about like the things that you know to be true. You know a lot of things in this word, right? You know a lot of things about this book. Are you do you find yourself maybe not doing the things you know you ought to do, right? And I'm not talking about the sins of omission here. I'm not talking about the things that like well, I, I probably ought to do that. I'm like, these are like the things that you actually did do. You know, the sins of omission are the things that I probably ought to do that, but I'm not. I'm talking about the sins of commission. Like, you're actually doing something you shouldn't be doing. That's the first place to look, right? If you're looking for sin in your life, look for the things that you're actively doing before you start looking for the things that you're not doing. Like, you need to do both, but start with, like, the egregious things first, okay? So, the first warning sign, do you find yourself drifting, uh, do you find yourself doing the things you know to be against God's word? Achan... Man, he, he took us something. He took something that he shouldn't have taken. And we'll find out, you know, next week what it is. But he took of the accursed thing. God was like, hey, after we, after we leave here, like the rest of these cities, they're for you. But this one's for me, right? Everything about it, if you read back in, in chapter 6, he says in verse 19, but all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron, they're consecrated unto the Lord and they shall come into the treasury of the Lord. This part is for God, right? There's blessing and obedience, but there's chastisement for disobedience. That's just the way it works, right? The second thing, the second warning sign that you're going to find that, okay, maybe I'm not exactly where I need to be with God. Like, you're drifting. I'm not saying this is a warning sign that you're, like, on the opposite team. I'm saying, like, you're drifting because you got to find yourself when you start to drift because if not, you're going to find out you're on, 
you're Tom Hanks and you're out on the island. There ain't nobody around to help you, right? You got to catch it while you're drifting, when you're slowly sliding, right? Casting Crowns is a song that says it's a slow fade. You know, if if you don't, and I'm not here to like push Christian music. I, I like it sometimes, but like it is. You know, usually you don't go from uh, having a faithful marriage to being an adulterous relationship in a day. It's a slow fade, right? And I think of that because of the example they use in the, the movie Fireproof. But no matter what it is, right, it's a slow fade. It's a, well, this probably isn't that bad, and then this probably isn't that bad. And then the next thing you know, like three months down the road, what you're doing, the first day you would have been like, that's ridiculous. But slowly over time, what was okay now it's a little bit more okay. And so you, you've got to catch it when you're drifting. The second warning sign that you might be drifting in verse 2 and 3 says, And Joshua sent men from Jericho. He doesn't even know about the accursed thing right now, right? Joshua's blameless at this point. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Beth-Avon, on the east side of Bethel, and spake of them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai. Verse 3. And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up. But let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai, that they uh, and make not all the people to labor, for they are but few. So Joshua's like, hey, same deal as we did with with Jericho. I want a couple guys to go check this thing out. You remember in Jericho, they went, they ended up in Rahab's house, and you know God took care of that whole thing, right? God actually uh, got blessing throughout the whole thing, and there's actually Rahab is in the line of Christ because of that. Joshua did the same thing he did before. Go check it out, see what we've got. Now, you remember in the previous chapter, God's like, hey, everybody's going. I don't care if there's 10 of them there and there's 500,000 of us or whatever there is. We're all going because we're in this together, right? He sends the guys out. The guys come back and they're like, yeah, it's not a big deal, man. They're either, I mean, we just took Jericho and it was huge. Like, this thing was massive. Why don't you just send like two or 3,000 guys? Like, the rest of us, we're tired. Like, we've been marching around the city for a lot of days, like, well, just send some of them, and then we'll 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 save our resources, right? And like that's not what God has ever told them to do. And the second warning sign that you might be drifting from the Lord is you begin to have pride in the victories that you've gotten in your life from you and not God. Like you start to take pride that like I did this, and you forget that God did that, right? You and you can word that however you want, but you, you begin to have pride in the victories that you've gotten in life. Um, because you think you got them and not God. You know, these guys, they just like marched into Jericho, right? And took the thing like it was nothing. And now they're like, this is this is not a big deal at all, man. Maybe we're better than we thought we were, right? And, and like, we marched across the river, no big deal. Marched right around the city and the walls fell down. Like, let's just send some of the guys up, you know, because, you know, maybe we're, maybe we're a little better than we think we are, right? Maybe, maybe we're a little tougher than we thought we were, right? And so all these... You start to you start to take pride in things that really you had nothing to do with other than you were just there. You have to understand that the things that God does in your life, like God did them. Right? The victories that you have in life is because God allowed you to have them. And like it's 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 easy to take pride in those things. But you need to make sure that God gets the glory. That like I, I pray that all the time because that's one of my biggest fears in life is like that without knowing it, I would like start to think that uh, the things that I do are because I can do them. Like, I can't do anything because it, I, without God's blessing on any aspect of my life, where would we be? Like, think about that for a minute. Where, like, in your marriage, without God's blessing on it, where would you be? Like, I can tell you where Paige and I would be. It wouldn't be here and it wouldn't be together, right? Without God's blessing with, you know, your kids and, and things, like, where would you be? Without God's blessing on uh, your job, where would you be? Like, think about, like, you might be like, well, I've worked hard to get where I'm at. Okay, you, maybe you have, right? 
uh, where would you be without God's blessing on it? Like, think about, like, as you've progressed through your career. Like, do you really think it was because you did a really good job or maybe because God had his hand in it? Like, no matter what it is in life, and I'm not saying you didn't work hard, right? I'm, I'm a huge advocate of you need to work your tail off. Like, that's where you get somewhere in the world is you, it's work ethic. You know what? But you can have the best work ethic in the world if God's not blessing it. Like, I'm telling you, and I, we, we kind of joke about this all the time. Like, can you drive a, a square peg into a round hole? With a big enough hammer, you can, right? But uh, not always, right? I tell Tyler this all the time. Like, we can drive a square peg into a round hole until the peg's too big, right? And eventually, like, God can make it too big. God can make it too hard. And so you need to understand that you can't do anything without him. And so stop taking <laughs> any kind of glory, any kind of pride in the fact that, like, God did that. God took Jericho for these people, and they're like, you know what? Let's, let's just send a few guys. It's no big deal. And, and whatever. If that's what they're feeling, Joshua should have been like, are you guys nuts? Right? Are, are you stupid right now? Like, did you not see what God has been doing? If we're obedient, he's blessing it. Why don't we just keep doing that? But that's not what happens. So you begin to take pride in those things. Verse, uh, got to keep moving. Verse 4. So Joshua, he has an opportunity here to be like, no, we're not going to do that. Verse 4, he says, So there went up thither of the people about 3,000 men, and they fled before the men of Ai. Imagine that. That's really interesting. And the men of Ai smote uh, of them about 30 and 6 men, for they chased them from before the gate even to Shebarim, and smote them uh, in the going down. Wherefore, their hearts melted, the hearts of the people melted and became as water. The, the next warning sign that you can take practically here that you might be kind of not where you need to be with the Lord is you begin to listen to the people instead of God. You begin to listen to people instead of God. Hey, I've got a really good idea. Oh, so, does, so does God. Which one are we going to listen to here, right? Hey, God said this is the, the ministry plan moving forward. For past point, we were, we've been talking about this this morning. Hey, these are the things that I think will be good. I really feel like these things came from God. And so, what if, like, a week down the road, uh, a couple of the guys from Past Point come and they're like, "Hey, Jason, uh, you know, I know you feel like God told you those things, but what if we did this instead? Like, this seems like it'd be easier. Like, what if we started having like." Past point hangouts on Sunday mornings and like, you know, maybe we, you know, started having, you know, cornhole tournaments and, you know, things like that. And I, whatever, I don't know. Like just things that are like, you guys know, I, you know what I do for fun? I work usually. Um, but something I do like to do is I like to throw cornhole bags. I don't know why I just do because it's mindless. I like things that are completely mindless when I'm not working. And so like, that's just me anyway. Like, and I would be like, you know what? That sounds great, guys. Like, that sounds easier. Uh, I wouldn't have as much prep time. Like, there wouldn't be as much logistics. That, that's a good idea. Maybe we'll put that other stuff off till next year. And this year, we'll just, like, it's the year of rest at HBF. Let's just do that, right? You know, no, you can't just listen to the people, right? It'd be like... Uh, Paige is like, hey, we're going to go to the grocery store, kids. Now, they don't do this anymore because they, they've grown up enough to appreciate, like, real food. But there was a time in our life that she'd be like, hey, what do you guys want from the store? And they'd be like, we want cereal and Pop-Tarts and uh, sugar. And, you know, that's not what's good for you, right? Coincidentally enough, we have more of that stuff in our house now than we used to because it's convenience with teenage kids. But anyway, like, you can't just listen to the people because guess what? The people don't always have the greatest answer, right? You need to make sure that whatever it is you're getting from the Lord, whatever your plan is, whatever your thought processes are, you need to make sure that you're listening to Lord first and not the people, right? No matter what it is. Like, the kids don't rule the house, 
You know, a marriage works together. You know, the, the deacons don't lead the church, no matter what it is. Like, you, you don't listen to the people. You listen to God, right? God makes things clear. There's structure in place, right? It'd be like, you know, in the army, which I'm not in the army. I've never been in the army. Don't think I'm going to be there, right? I'm getting old enough to where I wouldn't be drafted, right? But who knows? You know, we'll see. World's crazy right now, but like it'd be like you know the soldiers being like, you know what? I think this is a really dumb idea. Actually, I think this is what we should do, right? And like that's not that that doesn't work well, right? You need to make sure we're getting our plans from God and not. I will say that is unless the leader is doing something well, completely awful. I understand, but the point here is like Joshua could have been like, hey, hey guys, you know what? I understand what you're saying. There's not a lot of people there, and it really wouldn't take all of us to go. But did you see how God blessed it when we were in Jericho? Like, we all went and things went well. Like, it's really not that big of a deal for us all to go into battle. Why don't we do that? Right, Joshua doesn't have to be a jerk about it. Like, that's a really dumb idea, guys. No, he could have been a good, you know, faithful leader and been like, you know what, God has blessed this, and so uh, we're going to ride this horse till it doesn't work anymore, right? It, this, is what, this is what got us here. We're going to stay doing that. In your personal life, though, do you ever find yourself doing this, like, I know this is what I need to be doing in my marriage. I know this is what I need to be doing in my job. I know that this is how I need to be doing in whatever. But then, you know, you've got that person in your life that really isn't the best counselor in the first place, and they're just kind of like chirping in your ear. They're just like chirping, right? It's just like a really annoying bird. It's just like chirping all the time. And if you've seen the movie Fireproof, uh, this is what the adversary does. He puts people in your lives, and I haven't seen this in a long time, but um, he puts people in your lives that really aren't that faithful. And they uh, they allow you to, like, your mind is already kind of drifting, and then they allow it to just, like, catch fire. And you have to be careful. And if you're not, you know, guarding your heart, then this is what happens. And so be careful in your personal life that, like, you're, you don't find yourself in a position where, like, I'm listening to people other than the Lord, right? Uh, it's what 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 is the verse? Uh, uh, what's the verse reference on casting down false imaginations? Uh, right. And, yeah. No, it's it's good. No, but it talks about how we have to like bring our mind into captivity, and we have to cast down those false imaginations because, like, I don't know if you guys are like me, but like the biggest demons sometimes are in my head, right? Uh, we, we do things at work or like, and I just like tear myself up. I can't sleep at night and it's like, oh my gosh, I got to make sure I get this right. And, um, here's a really good example. Uh, jo- I just did some stuff for John and Aaron. We, we added onto their house. John calls me. He's like, Hey, uh, there's a wet spot on the ceiling. And like, I would have been better off just going over there and like shoveling the snow off of his roof where it was blowing under the flashing. Cause like, I can't sleep at night. I'm like, it's eating at me. And it's like, obviously it's just one of them freak deals. Wind, snow, like anyway, took care of it. Anyway, like that's what happens. Yeah. yeah, but that's what happens. Like in life, if you're not casting down false imaginations, like, well, I don't. Here's here's a good example. Like in your marriage, like I don't feel like my husband is loving me the way he used to, right? And then like you you know start here, you turn on the TV, and they're like, you know, you need to have this, or I don't feel like you know this is going on. I don't feel like whatever it is. I'm not using any particular. If you're not casting down false imaginations, sticking to what you know is true then where do you think your mind's going to go? Like, it's just going to continue to drift. The devil will put just little chirps in your ear. You do deserve that. That guy's a jerk, right? Or whatever it is. And the next thing you know, like, things are terrible, and they didn't even need to be that way. And so you, you, you begin to listen to other people instead of the Lord. I wish you had the clip from Fireproof with the nurses. 
It's a really funny movie. Like, it really is. Because, so, here, I'll explain the, how many people have seen the movie Fireproof? It's a really good movie. So, anyway, like, it really, the acting's kind of cheesy, but it's a really good movie because, like, Paige and I lived this in our life. Really, we did. But, uh, huh? Yeah, it, it really is. And so, anyway, like, uh, they're, they're having some pretty serious marital issues and, you know, uh, the guy tries to do something nice for her. Like he gets, so he gets the book, right? The, the love dare book. And so he's doing things out of character because, you know, he's the, the word of God is provoking him. So he's like, he buys flowers for her, but he's like, man, that's really expensive. What about the cheaper flowers? So he ends up like with this little janky looking flower bouquet, but at least he's trying. Right. And so, you know, the lady at work, she's just like, I don't know what this guy's doing, right? And, and, and they're like, oh, he's trying to butter you up, girl. He's going to divorce you. And, you know, it's just like, it's just always some sort of chirping, right? And, like, the guy's actually trying, not trying very hard, but he's trying. And so anything in life, you know, whatever it is, what maybe somebody is using for good, people will just, like, turn it. And so that's what happens if you don't guard your heart from those things same thing in ministry like i mean you've got to guard your heart don't listen to people listen to the lord now that doesn't mean don't take advice from other leaders but make sure the lord is the final authority on those things okay um we need to stop there i can't get in i really want to get there do you want to be here for 10 more minutes you might be but i don't think everybody else does so uh We'll finish. I, I have to finish the rest of the chapter anyway, and so uh, we'll find out the rest. I will say, like, I don't. Uh, I was going to end it like this anyway, but I'll tell you, like, fast forward to 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 verse ten. Like, there is chastisement and disobedience, right? But you get to verse ten, and God always gives you a way to reconcile. You might find yourself where you're just like. Yeah, this is me. I'm drifting. What am I supposed to do about it? Thanks, Jason. Leave me hanging, right? Because even if I would have gave you the other two things, it would have been the same way. Like, okay, so what do I do about it? Uh, the Lord is very clear. In verse 10, he says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore thou liest on thy face. Get up, brush yourself off, get back into fellowship. Like, if you find yourself in any of these things, like, you might be broken, you might be hurting, you might be whatever it is, you might be drifting. The Lord's got a really simple answer. Get up, do the hard thing, and get back into fellowship. Because fellowship is where blessing is. And you might be like, well, that's hard. Well, I get it, man. I've been there. I, I, I could give you stories that like are, are for real life examples of like, I didn't want to get up. It was, there was stuff going on and like real war kind of stuff. Not that I've been to war, but I mean like spiritual battle. Get the, God's like, get the up. Brush yourself off. I've got the I've got the solution, and it's right here. And so that's where we're headed. We'll get there next week. So uh, come back next week or catch it online or however you do it. So with that, let's pray, uh, and we'll get out of here um, and you know, go from there. Father God, I love you. I thank you for today, Lord. I thank you for uh, being good to us. Uh, Lord, I do thank you for being faithful, uh, even in the tough times, even when we find ourselves uh, drifting or uh, struggling. Uh, God, you really do uh, want to meet us right where we're at and get us where we need to be. And so, uh, Lord, I do thank you for being faithful to us, even when we're not to you. And so, uh, God, I pray you bless your word, uh, bless the preaching, uh, Pastor Brian, today, and uh, just uh, bless those who are uh, hurting for, for different reasons today and trying to figure things out. And uh, there's a lot of hurt going on in the world, and so I do pray that um, uh, people would know Jesus while there's time, uh, because the adversary really doesn't want that, and there's a spiritual battle going on, and uh, it's real. Um, we see it day in and day out, um, and sometimes it hits closer to home than others, and so I pray that we would just be uh, uh, realized, be ready, um, because we are in a battle, and so God, I do pray you get the glory uh, from our lives. I pray this all in Christ's name. Amen.